0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Psalm 78:41 says this, "Yes, again and again they tempted God. They tested God. They put God to the test." Who's this talking about? The children of Israel. And they limited the holy one of Israel. Why? Because they didn't take him at his word. When I preach to you this morning that you have the mind of Christ, and you don't take God at his word, and you just think that you have to go on functioning the way that you have without operating and tapping into the mind of Christ, then you don't believe what I say, and it's putting God to the test. When all the time, God wants to bring you wisdom, good judgment in your life. Amen? Amen. So we, we do that by not, uh, uh, we limit God and test him by not taking him at his word and not believing what he has told us. And then also another thing that was really prevalent there with the children of Israel was all the griping and complaining. When you have the mind of Christ, I'm going to tell you that griping and complaining and murmuring and mumbling, God will speak to you about that. And he'll say, get that straight. Because you're not believing me. You're not trusting me. You're not, you're not obeying what I say. Rather, you're complaining about the inability that you say you have to get results. But it is not an inability. Our sufficiency, the Bible says in Corinthians, our sufficiency or ability, you could say, is of Christ." So Jesus is our ability. And so when we gripe and complain rather than accepting and receiving the mind of the Lord, the good judgment, the, the, the wisdom of God, God is not pleased. It's, it's really like they were doing and testing and tempting God. So we can't do that. Now I'm going to tell you what God wants to do. He wants you to expand. Where you are. You know, didn't he tell Isaiah in Isaiah 54 enlarge your tent? What is a tent? That's your dwelling place. That's where you live. That's the place where you live. I tell you, some of you are living in that little crate, you know, that people will cart their animals to the vet in. That's where you're living. And God wants to open that door this morning, and He wants to let you out, and He wants you to experience His release and His liberty and His freedom, and that you can make right decisions for your life. You know, you may have had financial calamity, and when those kinds of things happen to you, you know, it may makes us go inward and it makes us live in a a, a restricted way but God wants to bring you out of that and when you receive the mind of Christ you could have made a hundred bad decisions but when you receive the mind of Christ and you begin to function in the mind of Christ having your mind renewed by the word of God then you will begin to make right decisions and you will begin to have good judgment not live foolishly You know, see, don't be condemned over your past. If you've made foolish decisions, it's just like I told the people that don't tithe. Begin today, okay? Today, you begin to make right decisions. And that is going to be when you focus on the Lord, you focus on the Word, and you accept and receive the mind of Christ that He has for you. Amen? His ways are not our ways. He has a higher way to live. And so we have to enlarge the place where we are and strengthen the tent pegs, you know, uh, strengthen uh, uh, about. And I tell you, there's no great, uh, greater way to strengthen your life than through the Scriptures. Amen. And I'm I'm just going to tell you something here. I'm I'm deviate just a little bit, but I'm going to tell you, it's not just what you see that is going to benefit you. It's really not. It's not just what you see, but it is what you see and it is what you do that makes a difference. What you see and what you do. Doesn't James have something to say about that? He said there was a man who had a mirror and he looked into the mirror, he saw his image, walked away, and forgot what it was. But the man who will look in the mirror, see the image, remember that, and begin to do the word of God, this man is blessed in his deeds. And so it's not just what some of you, you're here, you're here this morning, and you're here most every Sunday morning. You know, I can't say that about everybody. You know, we got once a month Christians and Easter and Christmas Christians, you know. But most of you all, you know, you're you're here on Sunday mornings. And you know, isn't it, I tell you, the Word of God from this pulpit through my husband, and I'm just going to brag on him. I'm telling you, he operates and functions with such wisdom and speaks things that will help us <laughs> and grow us and nurture us. But you can be here every single week when the Word of God is being preached. You can be here today and hear the Word of God and go out the door and forget, oh, that was wonderful. You know, I'm going to stand at the door when it was over. That was good. You know, God really spoke to me this morning. And you know, I like to hear those encouraging words. Eddie likes to hear those encouraging words. But i want to tell you what, if you just say that and then you go out those doors and this week you do not put into practice what you hear, you are a forgetful hearer. You have to do the Word of God. And that's what James tells us. Be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer only. So if you want to hear, if you want to receive the mind of Christ, you begin to renew your mind like the Bible tells you. And when you renew your mind then you will begin to do things the way that he wants them. Not just renew your mind and never take any actions. Those of you that got filled with the Holy Spirit this morning, see, if you let that live and die right here, down here at the altar, and so many people came to get filled with the Holy Spirit, then it's not going to benefit you because you don't do what you heard. But you can take that prayer language, you can take the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and you take it with you and everywhere you go and all your involvement in life. And then you pray in your prayer language what God gave you today. And and it's, it's a beautiful thing. But you can forget about that and not tap into the power that He has for you. And just live life powerlessly. But I don't think that's what's going to happen to you. And so we can be here every week hearing the Word of God But it really doesn't change us because we're not doing it. We have to do it. Amen. Everybody say you have to do the word. word. Amen. We need to get a vision for what God has for our life. You say, well, I'm 60 years old. I don't know what the vision of God is. I'm 70 years old. Well, you know what? You have the mind of Christ. I'd be finding out before I left this earth. If I had only a few years to do it, I would be doing it. Amen? We need to get ready and we need to prepare for what God wants to do in our life. We need to get God's thoughts. I tell you what. You need to know and understand that God, God's Word says some things about you. He wants you to live whole. He wants you to live healthy. Did you know that? That, listen, is the mind of Christ. Okay, so when other people come to you, well, this is just a part, you know, of this, and you know, this is just the way it has to be. No, you better answer that thought. You might not answer it out in front of everybody else, but you better answer that thought to yourself. No, this is not the way it has to be. It may be that way for others, but I don't receive that by Jesus' stripes. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm healthy. It doesn't matter what I see, what I hear, what's around me. The world's system, the world's wisdom, earthly, sensual, and devilish, I received godly wisdom. So you got to know what God's plan is, what His thoughts are towards you. His thoughts are towards you to bless you. See, a long time I didn't know that. I didn't know that God wanted to bless. I thought I had to duck sometimes because God may have that heavenly ball bat out, and I didn't know if it might strike me. And see, some people live that way. God is good, and the devil is bad, and we need to get that. So God blesses us. That's his thought toward us, that he would bless us so that we could be a? He blesses us. His thought is, I'm going to bless my people, and then when I bless them, they're going to bless others. That's the thought or the mind of Christ. Also, the mind of Christ is that you would prosper. Well, that's not what the world is saying right now. Look, I, I watch the news because I want to be up to date and current. But I'm going to tell you, there is a limit. There is a limit. And it's like, cut that thing off. I can't take any more of this. Because it drains you of the mind of Christ. You've got so many things countering the mind of Christ and the thoughts of God in your life. Amen? He wants you to have a good home. Oh, my God. You know? See, I'm not in, you know, I think we've passed, you know, you know, just all the time, all we talk about is possessions. We're, we're long past that. We're, we're long past that. But if you think... That God will bless you because you do without and you don't have what you need. That that's God's blessing on your life. You're misled. That is not the thought of God. You'll build a goodly house and you'll live in it. The curse is the other way. You build it and you don't get to live in it. Or you have it and you don't get to live in it. That's the curse. And you were redeemed from the curse of the law through Jesus Christ. And so God wants you to have a good place to live. And I'm going to tell you something. The hand of the diligent tends only to plenteousness. And you know where I'm going. If that house that you've got now that you can't get in it because there's so much junk and trash and you never clean it, and it's all piled up and we come past your house and it looks like a sluggard lives there because you don't mow your yard and you got a washing machine sitting out on your porch or whatever... The hand of the diligent tends to plenteous. Get it cleaned up. God wants you to have a good home. But you know what? You better take care of what he's given you. Well, you say it's not much. I tell you what. I lived, when we started this church, I lived in the worst house, you know, because we came back from California and, you know, we had built homes and, and, you know, they weren't like, mansions or anything but they were nice homes and then when I we came back to go into ministry then what I found was you know financially we just had to do what we had to do where we were And I can remember walking into this home that we eventually ended renting and we'd even have mid mid midweek service in there. And in that home there was, uh, it it looked like they had worked on their cars in the living room because in that carpet was a big oil spot or something, you know, that was on there. And I went through that house and I felt like crying. I, I did. But it's all we could do. But you know what? The hand of the diligent tends only to plenteousness. And I got that thing cleaned up. And Eddie got that yard looking right. So, I mean, it looked like a different house. But you know what? When you're blessed and you have the thoughts of God, then you think differently about your possessions, even though it may not be the best in the world. And that car that you drive, and you know, we've got cartons of this and bottles of that. And, you know, McDonald's wrappers and everything else, get your garbage can and get in that thing and clean it up if you want God to give you another car. Be diligent and take care of what God gives you. Well, boy, I've gone to meddling now, haven't I? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That The thought that God gives to us to be like God, to experience his blessing, is we do not live... Like trash, like that's around us. We don't live that way. When God's in you, you start cleaning things up, whether it's your life, your body, your mind, your language, where you live, what you drive. Now, I'm not being eccentric, and you know, I'm a clean freak, and you all know that if you know me. So, I'm not talking about that. You don't have to be like that. I'm not, but don't live you know, below what God wants you to to live like. He wants to prosper you and bless you and give you a home and give you a car and give you possessions. You want some nice furniture? You vacuum what you've got. You get your spot cleaner out and you take care of it. You arrange that room and you get that house looking the way it needs to. And then that's the mind of Christ. And then God will begin to give you what you need if you believe him for it. But I tell you, if you just keep waiting on the porch for the sofa to come, if you just keep waiting on the porch, you know, for the new house to come, it doesn't work that way. You got to get the mind of Christ in you, and you got to act like you have the mind of Christ. You got to do the things that it takes. Amen? All right. I tell you what, I'm totally, totally out of time. There's so much I wanted to say this morning, but I just want to leave with you the thoughts that you're not struggling to get the mind of Christ and his thoughts and purposes for your heart, but you right now, this, this very minute, this very second that you sit here, you have the mind of Christ and you have ability in your life. The ability is of God. Our sufficiency is of Jesus Christ. And so you can be renewed, and I wish I'd gotten there, Romans 12 too, but we'll talk about that later. You have the ability to get your mind transformed out of the earthly, sensual, and devilish realm into the kingdom. You can be transformed, you know, just like a butterfly, you know, starts out in, you know, um, a different form before it becomes a butterfly, you know. Transformed It, it, it changed. That, that butterfly was one shape, and it changed into something else. That's the way God wants to do with your life. He wants to take you where you are right this very moment, and he wants to transform you. You say, well, I'm not so bad this morning. Well, you know, then you can be extremely better, you know? So just think of it like that. You can be transformed, but it comes. The the transformation comes as you renew your mind. And what do you renew your mind? If you renew your mind to the 6 o'clock news, guess what? It's not going to be too good. That's the earthly, sensual, and devilish realm. But if you renew your mind to the Word of God, you begin to take... Listen, are you listening as I close? You begin to take the very thoughts of God... And you began to put them in your mind instead. oh, you know, I I was told this and I thought that, I thought things, you know, were in the Bible, you know, that are not even in the Bible. Things were, you know, preached and told, not that people were trying to be mean or mislead me, but they didn't half read it. So, you know, they can't tell you, you know, and many of you, you know what I'm talking about, but you were actually taking in the thought, oh, this is the way God thinks about that. This is what God thinks about me. This is what God thinks about my family. See, we can have wrong interpretations of what God has for our life, but we must renew it on the Word of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.